Hey, this is David, the host of the Excel in Retirement Show. Thanks for being here. On this show, I talk about bonds, some new uh, things that are happening with bonds and problems with bonds. And we talk about how the stock market is not a income engine, it's a growth engine. We talk about the differences and what to look for when you're approaching retirement and how your plans need to change. There's a lot of good content. I hope you'll listen in and we are thankful to have you here. Welcome to the Excel in Retirement podcast. We are back for show number 23, and we are honored to have you here listening. My name is David Treese, and I am a financial advisor with Clients Excel in Spartanburg, South Carolina. We work with clients all over, and I love connecting with our listeners. If you would send us an email with your name and address, we'd like to send you a token of appreciation for listening to our show today. You may send that info to connect at clientsexcel.com. Also, you can reach out to us by calling 864-618-4800. Well, it is the week of Halloween. It is upon us. And I've got to tell you, I've never really enjoyed Halloween. It's never been my thing. But I have to tell you, though, it is a different story when you have a kid. Our daughter, her name is Amelia, and she's going to be three soon, and she's beginning to understand what holidays are and what presents or prizes, as we call them in our house, are. So Mallory, my wife, has been asking Amelia what she wanted to be for Halloween for a couple months now, it seems like. First, it was Cliffy. You know, Clifford the Big Red Dog, she calls him Cliffy. And so we've read that book maybe 5,000 times, I bet. Then she wanted to be Mouse from the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Yeah, she wanted to be the mouse for a while. Then it was Fancy Nancy. And there was another one, too. I can't remember what it was. But she is also obsessed with ghosts. She will put blankets over our dog, Oscar, and she calls him a ghost and starts laughing. It's pretty funny. But Mallory finally helps Amelia settle on being the mouse. So being the creative that she is, Mallory has made her a mouse costume. And luckily, all of Halloween hasn't been canceled due to COVID in our area. And our church is having a drive through trunk or treat event, and I'm sure it'll be great. And so we're looking forward that, to that here at the end of the week. Uh, but maybe I can post some pictures of uh, a million her mouse costume sometime soon. Well, we have talked quite a bit about how bonds work on the show, but there is another issue with bonds that is playing out right now that we should all be aware of in the financial markets. Many financial advisors, as you know, are using the outdated, antiquated 60% equities, 40% bonds portfolio allocation. Now, this rule originated in the mid-1990s when bonds were paying 6 to 7% interest, and that's just not the case anymore. With interest rates hovering near zero, the 60-40 rule is a way to go broke somewhat safely and slowly. You're not even keeping up with inflation, so using bonds may be problematic. Now, couple this with the new reality that corporate bankruptcies are piling up due to COVID-19 and the economic fallout that has resulted. From the financialpost.com, I'll quote, 
Bankruptcy filings are surging due to the economic fallout of COVID-19, and many lenders are coming to the realization that their claims are almost completely worthless. Instead of recouping, say, 40% for every dollar owed, as has been the norm for years, unsecured creditors now face the prospect of walking away with just pennies, if that. Corporate bonds have always carried default risk, but it appears this is becoming more of a concern in today's climate. We are less than one week away from the presidential election now, and you know a lot of the economic recovery seems to be hinging on who will be elected. And like many of you, I'm anxiously anticipating what will happen. The contrast between the two candidates seems very large. With Trump's recent debate performance, it was much better than the first one, but I'm not sure it'll be enough to propel him to to victory. Biden seems a little confused about what his administration's policies will actually be. This has been evidenced in his stance on hydraulic fracturing, for example. He hasn't been clear on how he feels about it and has said conflicting things like he will ban it or he won't ban it or he'll phase it out. And there's some hybrid approach I think he's adhering to now. Much like his stances on taxes, uh, it's not exactly clear what will happen. He said he would roll back the Trump tax breaks that lowered everyone's taxes, but then he said not for everyone. He said those making less than 400000 would not see tax increases. Unfortunately, today, it doesn't seem like anyone can be sure what a politician will actually do anymore. From TheHill.com, I'll quote, A lot of businesses and stakeholders, particularly the more sophisticated ones, are definitely actively assessing what the prospect or proposal could mean for them and their businesses. Said Jorge Castro, he was uh, former uh, President Obama's, he was on President Obama's transition team in 2008. And he continued, or the article continued, the trend that we are seeing is that founder or management-owned businesses that were considering going to market within the next 6 to 12 months or are already in the market are accelerating their process to try to get ahead of any potential negative impacts of a Biden tax plan, said Winston Show, Senior Vice President of Merger and Acquisition Tax Advisory Practice at the investment bank Hulan Loki. Okay, so there's a lot going on with the presidential election. We'll have a lot more clarity, hopefully, next week by the time our next show, show number 24, airs. Uh, You know, they're saying that this election could be contested, so we might not even know. Uh, There's a lot of uncertainty there. It's a good idea to have a financial plan in place that is an all-weather financial plan that is good if a Democrat gets in office and it's good if a Republican gets in office. That's the type of financial plan a retiree should have. The challenge all investors face is volatility. The stock market now is a growth engine. The stock market, though, is not an income engine. Once retirement is on the horizon, we need to begin shifting our focus towards income and distribution. How will you effectively produce income once your work paychecks stop? That's the million-dollar question. How will you effectively produce income once your work paychecks stop? You may already know why the stock market is not an income engine. The market is unpredictable, that's why. It's common to hear a commentator on TV say the market just always goes up. 
While that may be true overall, if you were in the market from, say, year 2000 to 2010, you may have experienced a negative average return like many investors did. The average investor experienced a negative 1% growth overall, averaging those that decade. What happens when you need to take income off of your accounts when the market is down? You eat away at your principal investment very quickly. We all need to remember that retirement is different. What I mean by that is retirement brings out a new set of goals, a new set of objectives, if you will. How many of you can remember the name of the pediatrician you went to when you were a kid? Why don't you still see that uh, pediatrician for medical care? Because you outgrew that physician's area of expertise. Retirement is much the same way, and it makes perfect sense that the strategies we use to get to retirement may be different from the strategies we use to get through retirement. The biggest challenge some people have who have successfully and prudently saved for retirement is they don't know when or how to take some of their gains off the table, especially for those who don't mind risk. This can be problematic. They don't know how to win or how or when to take some of the gains off the table. The S&P 500 is a stock market index that measures the stock performance of 500 large companies listed on stock exchanges in the U.S., and it's one of the most commonly followed equity indices. Many people consider it to be the best representation of the U.S. stock market. What we have seen in the stock market so far, let's talk about it. We've seen this tremendous run-up in market valuations. Back in December of 2009, December 2009, the S&P 500 was at 1115, 1115 points. By the end of 2019, just a decade later, it had tripled in value and ended at 3221 points or 3221. It had tripled, folks. The growth over that decade represents an annual compound rate of return of over 11%. I know a lot of folks that I talk to, maybe several of you listening to this podcast, have enjoyed this return and this run. You've made a ton of money in the last decade, and it's been fantastic for you. But wouldn't it be great if there was someone who could help you determine when you have enough to retire? And that's where we come in, folks. All the time we sit down with clients, we review their retirement savings, we look at their expenses and what they expect in retirement, their goals and aspirations, their dreams. And in some cases, we're able to tell them, congratulations, by our estimates, based on what you've told us about yourself and your financial needs for retirement, we believe you can retire and we can help you with that. In other cases, we identify a potential income gap and we're able to offer strategies to help with that too. Now, I said we started off and the show with the market, and we said that the market isn't a good income engine, right? And that's often for one specific reason. As I said, because the market is completely unpredictable and you need income for retirement, right? Most of you listening have worked anywhere from 30 to 40 years to get to this stage in your life. And for most of you, that means that every two weeks or maybe once a month, something beautiful happens. 
and it hits your bank account, that paycheck, through the wonders of direct deposit for many of us, a thing called a paycheck is dropped into your account just like clockwork. But at retirement, what happens? They throw you a nice party, say some great things about you, all your friends come around, maybe you get a plaque or something to hang on your wall at home, and then something altogether horrifying happens. Because most of you for 30 or 40 years have been building this pile of money off to the side. Some of you have been 401ks and IRAs. For others, it's been through investments or maybe personal savings. Whatever the case may be, you've been accruing this bucket of money. And at retirement, there, you, you reach a stark reality that those paychecks you've been getting and receiving so faithfully every two weeks or every month, yeah, they stop instantly. And that bucket of money you've been building all these years, that's now your paychecks. And the responsibility for managing wisely, yeah, that's yours too. And can I be real with you for a minute, folks? That right there, the uncertainty around how to wisely manage all of that is the number one thing new clients walking into our office are worried about. Because when that bucket is empty, it creates all sorts of other problems. People have to go to work long after they have ever imagined they would. People become burdens on their kids when they vowed they never would. People may have to downsize or sell off and settle for retirements they never dreamt of. So back to this market being a great engine and source of, uh, but not a source of income. It simply isn't. And it's because of what you've already said or what I've already said, because it's unpredictable and volatile. The volatility isn't just an issue before you retire. I would contend it can be even more significant once you are in retirement. The reason being when it becomes, when it comes to the market as as we've said before, uh, sequence of returns risk is a big deal. We've talked about this on previous shows. It's a huge concern. If you're about to retire and the market tanks, that may necessi necessitate working longer. And if the market tanks right after you retire, that can be a big deal too. Now, I'm not advocating not using the stock market. What I am advocating for is using the market in different ways that are more forward-looking. You know, we can all look at historical returns until we're blue in the face, until our eyes fall out of our head. And But the past may not be what happens in the future, folks. And there's a lot of changes happening in America right now as I speak, and they will be. And with technology, these changes are speeding up and becoming more swift. If there are no checks around what you're doing financially and you're exposed to all sorts of whims of the market, that's a big problem. We need some investments that are forward-looking, that are actively managed to mitigate risk of what could happen. We don't want to use leave it and forget it strategies in retirement. We want to be active about what we're doing and we want to be efficient about it. We can use equity models that are forward-looking and attempt to limit the downside risk. Then for income, we can look to financial tools that will guarantee a paycheck for the rest of your life, no matter what. So that's a little bit about what was on my mind today, folks.
I appreciate you listening in. I know that was a lot of information, and I'd love to answer any questions you might have about that, and I'd love to drop a gift in the mail to you, just a token of appreciation for listening to our show here today. You can always email us with your information at connect at clientsexcel.com. We'll be back for show number 24 next week, and uh, you can always reach out to me by calling 864-618-4800. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.